Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, the second episode for 2020. And today I'm going to be covering a number of different topics. I'm going to be starting with goal setting and we're going to go into a bit more detail and not just talk about goal setting, but I want to talk about how we can raise our standards or even change our standards, which then creates long-lasting habits. And these habits, these daily habits and daily rituals and daily routines, which are our standards, is what will give us those results that we want. That's what will help us tick off those goals for 2020. But it's not just going to be able to happen by just writing something down and hoping for the best. Because by writing something down and not taking any action on those goals, not figuring out how you're going to achieve them, not figuring out what type of behaviors you need to be doing day in, day out, and what type of habits you need to form for those goals to be achieved, it's just a dream. And um, I, I don't want your goals this year to be dreams. I want them to become reality. I want them to be ticked off. I want them to be smashed. I want them to be set bigger than what they are right now. And um, that's how we're going to start today's podcast. I then... I'm going to answer just a few different questions that I've got through Instagram over the last couple of weeks in regards to nutrition. Um, and then maybe next episode, I'll go over some training ones today. I've got I've picked out five um, of some of the better questions that I've been getting lately that I want to answer for you. So we've got a bit of a mix in today's podcast. But as I said, I want to start um, with, with talking about goals and standards and habits. And I want to also share how I'm going to be going about mine this year and what I kind of do with my daily journal and what I do with my kind of goals at the start of 2020 and how I reflect on 2019 as well. So let's kind of start it off there as I just touched on about how I reflect first on how 2019 went and that will help me then set the goals, the standards that I want to live by for 2020 and and beyond and which is going to help me form my daily habits which, which I'll talk about soon as well. So at the end of each year, um, I like to go back through my journal. Um, if so, those of you that follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see that I posted up a story or actually I think I posted up a video the other day of, of me actually flicking through my diary for the year to show you know the daily efforts that I do in terms of writing down goals and gratitude and meditating. And I have in that journal as well the goals that I set at the start of the year and I go back through those and see whether or not I was able to tick those off and you know, keep in mind that I, I stay in touch with these throughout the year as well. But I like to go back through, see what I achieved, see what I wasn't able to tick off that list and how we can then um, add those into the following year or see, I reassess, see if they are still my goals, see if they are still aligned with what my values are in terms of where I want to be going with, you know, whether it be physical goals, whether it be financial goals, um, for business, relationships, whatever it may be. Um, and then we reassess. So I think it's really important because... You tend to see a lot of you tend to see a lot on social media of the same goals being set year in year out, and some of these people setting their goals don't even they're not even their goals. They're just things that they think you know are a common or a typical goal that you know may as well work for them, and they write that down or they post it on their Instagram, whatever it is, and they get to the end of the year or they get to January first in the following year, so 2021, and, and guess what? They haven't even started it. They didn't really make any progress towards those goals. So reflection figuring out what worked, what didn't work, and being truly honest with yourself as well. 
you know, not just going, oh, you know, this goal didn't work because so-and-so didn't work out or um, I was unlucky here. You need to be brutally honest with yourself. You need to be honest whether or not you put in the work that was required to achieve those goals. You need to be honest whether or not uh, that was a, a realistic goal. If you smash that goal, you need to be honest whether or not you're setting your goals too low. Okay, because I think a lot of people set their goals so low because they're so worried about not achieving them that they smash them, but they're not really getting out of their comfort zone to to achieve something you know truly great, truly outside of their their own comfort zone, and to raise their own um, standards and and show themselves what they're truly capable of. So, being brutally honest in reflection, um, and you know the things that did work out, celebrate those wins, figure out why you had those wins. Um, and then it's time to reassess. You know, like I said, not every year the goal's going to be the same. Not every week the goal's going to be the same. Um, so it's time to, to actually sit down, put some thought to what you would like to do in the following year and beyond. And, you know, this I've mentioned this before. This doesn't necessarily need to be a thing that's just done at the end of the year. This should be something that's revisited over and over again throughout the year. So once I've done my reflection, it's time to then set my goals, set my standards, um, which, which I heard... Um, in a podcast recently, um, I'm going to quickly look that up on my phone now to see what the podcast was because it's, I've actually been listening to this guy a little bit. Um, his name is Trent Shelton, a former NFL player. He's got a podcast. Just type in uh, straight up Trent Shelton on iTunes or Spotify, I believe. He's on Spotify as well. Go and check out that podcast. Um, but he talks about raising your standards or chasing, changing your goals into standards um, because a we typically have these goals and if we achieve them, then they're ticked off and then we don't really think about them anymore. If we don't achieve them or if we feel like we can't achieve them, we just disregard them. But if we change our standards, which I'm going to talk about soon, then all these goals become a hell of a lot easier. We can then set bigger goals. We can then start to see how our daily habits and our behavior is changing. Um, so for me, I, I get out my diary. I like to physically write down these goals. Um, I will I will put in, you know, I'll have different categories. So I'll have physical goals, I'll have um, business goals, I'll have personal goals, financial goals. You know, there's usually three or four different categories I like to set up and I put a lot of thought into these. It's not just your typical bullshit like lose 10 kilos. I'm not saying that's a bullshit goal, but it's not just stuff like that. It's, it's actual thought. If it's something in regards to financial goals, so let's say I want to purchase an item or I want to save X amount of money. What I'm going to do is actually figure out what I need to do to, to get there, to, to, to reverse engineer those steps that I need to be following so I've got that written down and I know what it's actually going to take because, again, it's not just a wish. It's not just a dream. This is a goal, a specific goal that I need to set and I need to know how I'm going to achieve that goal. So that's what I like to do. I usually write down between five and ten in each category, depending on you know what I've got going on or what I'd like to achieve in over the next twelve months. And it, there could be six months goals as well. There could be longer term, could be multiple years. And this year is just a year that I make progress towards those goals. Um, but then once I've got them down, then it comes down to my my daily goals, my daily standards, my habits, my rituals, and. Um, I, I think this year, if everybody listening to this podcast can really start to focus in on, on changing your standards, on improving your daily habits, um, I, something I, I mention a lot is that you know, day, you know, doing the small things exceptionally well on a consistent basis 
you know, daily basis, consistently repeating it over and over again is what gives gives you significant results. It's not it's not the big shiny object that's going to get you. It's not the crazy outlandish stuff that's going to get you the results. It's putting in the small efforts every single day, doing them exceptionally well and being consistent with it, which is what's going to get you the results that you're after. It's going to help you achieve your goals as long as they're aligned with what you are after. So I like to have a journal um, every single morning. I get up my morning routine um, is usually meditate. Um, you know, I then do my goals. Um, I'll have, uh, I do a prayer as well. And then I do, um, I'll, I'll do my daily goals for, for the day. Okay. I might revisit my yearly ones, but I'll just write down things that could be big. They could be small. It could be something like send out an email to my list. It could be record this week's podcast episode. It could be compliment three people at the gym. It could be smile more. It could be be kinder to myself. It could be drink four liters plus of water. I hit my protein intake. It doesn't matter what these goals are, but these are the small daily goals that are going to help me build my habits. They're going to help me build on the habits that I need to put in place to increase my standards and the standards I'm setting for myself to achieve my goals over this year and beyond. And, um, you know, again, I'm being realistic. I'm being honest with myself. At the end of the day, I revisit these to see whether I did them. And by physically ticking them off, if I achieve them, it's going to help me build up momentum. It's going to help me build up discipline and and over time, these small habits are going to help me lead to far more significant and greater results with the goals that I'm after, as long as these habits are aligned with what I, I'm actually wanting to achieve. Now, on my Instagram the other day, um, I actually put down a list. Um, there's a couple that I didn't actually have on there, but I'm going to read them out now about what my standards are for 2020. And these are the standards that I'm setting for myself to make sure that I, I am getting myself closer closer to my goals, closer to where I would like to be. Um, and by following these standards that I set for myself, I believe I'm going to get there and you guys should write down a list for yourself as well. So my standards are meditate for 10 minutes daily minimum, so 10 minutes minimum, complete my daily goals and gratitude. So in my journal, as I touched on before in the morning, I'll write down between five and 10 daily goals. I'll do five to 10 things I'm grateful for. Some days there's more. Um, and then I'll also tick off my meditation as well. Uh, more towards my my daily standards, move. So I want to lift, do conditioning or active recovery every single day. So I want to be moving every single day. I want to listen to a podcast or an audio book every single day, um, you know, preferably for roughly half an hour or more. Uh, I want to spread positivity and provide others with value, whether that be in person or whether that be through content like this. I'd like to drink four liters of water every single day. I want to get as much sleep as possible. Now, I, don't, I know it's not realistic for me to get seven, eight hours every single night. So I haven't put a number here. I haven't been as specific as what I would like, but I need to get more sleep this year. Um, I need to be true to myself and not do things to impress others, which I don't think I do anyway, but I want to be really focused on that this year and doing things that are going to benefit me. And that sounds selfish, but it's not. I tend to think that a lot of the time I do a lot of stuff um, which benefits a lot of other people because I feel like I'm a good person. But there are a lot of things that I'm probably doing that aren't going to be benefiting me in the long run and I need to be putting more time into doing the things that are going to be helping me um, get towards my goals. And then the last part of those daily standards is to have a cold shower every single day. So I finish all my showers on cold and these are the standards that I'm going to live by to help me achieve my goals for the year. So kind of guess we've got three categories. We've got these goals that we're working towards and 
to do that, I'm going to be raising my standards. I'm going to be setting standards for myself that I'm going to be following regardless of whether the goal is achieved or whether it's not achieved. These are my standards now. These are what I, I lift up and raise myself up towards, which I'm going to be following day in, day out. And these are going to be these are going to be achieved by doing these small daily habits or improving these daily habits through daily goal setting as well. So you can see it kind of goes like a full circle in how this can be efficient and effective. Um, and that, I believe, is the recipe for success in terms of achieving your goals this year. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this well, as well. But I've had some questions, you know, just asking me how I set up my goals and, and how I go about um, that type of stuff. And, and that's exactly how I'm approaching it. So, um, you know, take a screenshot of this episode if this part of the podcast has helped. Share on your Instagram story, tag me in it, or even just send me a direct message or tell a friend to have a listen as well. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Um, that's, I guess, the first part of today's podcast. And the second part now, I want to go into some of these questions on nutrition. Okay, so these five questions that I'm, I'm going to go through now are just questions that I've got through social media. So if you're not following me already, go to my Instagram, which is at DJKFitness. Um, feel free to send through any DMs in terms of questions you may have about training or nutrition. I try to answer absolutely every single one of them. Every now and then I'll put up a story and ask you guys to ask some questions, which is what I did a couple of days ago. And I've just picked out some of the nutrition ones, which I really like. So the first one is, what are some signs that you're not eating enough? Now, I know this is a massive generalization, but I would say nine times out of 10, when I begin to work with females, particularly on the nutrition online, the first thing I'll do is increase their calorie intake because they're not eating enough. Now, a lot of the reasons for this is just because of the, the misinformation out there, whether it be online, whether you know, whether it be on a blog, whether it be a YouTube channel that they've watched or whether they've just heard something or even just like the meal prep companies that that tend to set um, calorie calorie intakes at quite a low a low intake um, if people are trying to lose body fat. But whatever the, the reason may be, um, you know, there's there's always some signs that you want to look for in terms of whether or not you're you're just not eating enough. Now uh, before I get into that, another problem with not eating enough typically tends to be that you're not actually sticking to it. And uh, this starts even more problems because let's say from Monday to Friday, you're you're not eating anywhere near enough calories, but you're trying to lose body fat. So you eat basically fuck all from Monday to Friday, you get to Saturday, and you finally cave in. You just can't do it anymore. You decide that you just need to eat uh, you might go out for some drinks and you completely blow out your calorie intake. You may do this again on a Sunday because you feel bad and you've decided, let's just start again Monday. Now, by the time we've got to our seven days over the span of the week, our average calorie intake is probably bumped right up to the point where we may not even be in a calorie deficit anymore. So not only are we starting to um, create unhealthy habits by eating not enough food, we are not even getting the results that we want. And we're not going to because we're just repeating this cycle over and over again. It is a bit of a vicious cycle. But some of the signs that you can look for to make sure or to find out, sorry, whether you're not eating enough is your training performance is either decreasing or just not improving at all. Um, your energy levels in the gym or even, and even throughout the day are quite low. Um, for females in particular, you may find that your hormone levels are, are off a little bit. Now, this may be something that you can just observe Maybe something you need to go and get um, tested. So it might be some, some blood tests that you, you go and do. Other signs that you're not eating enough, um, I think, obviously, um, is rapid weight loss. But if you've been in a calorie deficit for a long period of time, then a plateau. 
um, to the point where you're reducing your calorie intake and you're still just not losing any body fat. You're doing a lot of training already. Chances are you're not eating enough because your metabolism is not firing to the point where it, it needs to be firing. Um, if you're constantly thinking of food throughout the day, um, then chances are you're not you're just not eating enough. Now, the, yes, there are a number of calculators online, including, um, you know, I've got a free one which you can find on my website to figure out how many calories you need to eat for the day, but it's never going to be 100% accurate. And a lot of the time, if you, you're choosing the options, which a lot of people do, people want the quick fix, so they'll go in, use a, a calculator, they'll click on the option of, you know, I want to go in an aggressive calorie deficit, I want to lose weight fast, and they're just not eating enough. So yes, it's going to work for a short period of time. And I've spoke about this on podcasts recently in terms of quick fixes and and um, you know challenges or short short duration challenges where calories are not high enough. It'll work initially, and then reach a point where it's not going to anymore. So you're already doing a lot of energy expenditure, a lot of training, not eating anywhere near enough. Once you reach your plateau, you're pretty much fucked. You've either got to do more training or eat less. Now over time, if you're in a calorie deficit too much of a deficit for a long period of time, you can damage your metabolism. And this does happen to more people than what you'd expect. So um, to answer that question, signs you're not eating enough, energy levels drop off in, in the gym and your training performance drops, your energy levels throughout the day are quite shit. Um, you're constantly fatigued. Um, you're not sleeping as well. Um, you're constantly thinking about food. And hormone levels are off. And also, you're just reaching too many plateaus. You're just not losing body fat anymore, even though you're not eating much at all. That's that's some signs that you can look for. Number two, um, what I want to discuss is weight gain and or weight loss per week. This is a good question. Um, when you're trying to lose body fat, especially in the initial stages, the chances are you'll drop a significant amount of weight early. A lot of the time that can just be from a reduction in glycogen in your body and also the water retention, the amount of water in your body. Um, you know, you may have increased your energy expenditure too, so there may be a bit of fat, but a lot of time it's water weight initially. So let's say for the first week or two, you've lost two kilos in kind of two weeks um, or even, you know, a kilo, a kilo and a half. That's probably going to be quicker than what it's going to be for the rest of your calorie deficit or the rest of your fat loss phase, and it should be. Um, when, you're, when you're into a bit of routine, say you've been in a deficit for a few weeks, you probably shouldn't be losing any more on average then about half a kilo a week if you want to be retaining muscle mass and making sure you're losing fat and not just weight. Um, weight gain, even slower. You know, the, the increases need to be even smaller on these. So if you're, if you're trying to gain muscle mass, you know, it's a hard thing to do. It's not going to happen overnight. So if you're gaining like a kilo every week or even every two weeks, chances are a lot of that's going to be body fat. Yes, you're probably going to be getting stronger and yes, you will be building a little bit of muscle in the process, but you just want to be careful about how much weight you actually put on. Because you need to keep in mind when you decide to lose fat and when you decide to try and show your abs or you know, get a bit more definition or show the, create the illusion of definition, um, you're going to need to lose this fat. So if you're putting it all on, that's all well and good now, but it's going to be a lot harder for you in a fat loss phase, a calorie deficit to even lose that fat. So just be careful. Um, just don't overdo it on both sides. Don't overdo it with how quickly you're losing weight. Don't overdo it in particular with how quickly you're putting on weight. We want to we want to lose body fat and maintain muscle mass in a deficit. We want to increase muscle mass, so lean muscle tissue, and minimize body fat gain when we're in a surplus. The next question here is how precise do you need to be in terms of tracking your macros? This is a great question. 
Um, I've answered this before in terms of, I guess, the calorie or the, the nutrition hierarchy in terms of how uh, we need to look at what's the most important when, when we're tracking our numbers. If for those that are just new to the show, I think it's it's almost detrimental to know your numbers when it comes to losing fat or building muscle mass and putting on weight. It's like anything. It's like having a successful business. You got to know your numbers, um, you know. And when when something's not working, you can go back through. You can see what needs to be changed, what needs to be altered, and you make that change. And you're on top of it. It's easy to track. It's easy to to progress. It's no different with our food. So. Um, you know, in terms of how precise you need to be, you know, I've done both. I've done, you know, to the point where I'm tracking protein, carbohydrates, fats, fiber intake, um, you know, the whole thing, the exact amount of water I'm having, all that type of stuff. And that's when I was competing in physique com- competitions. And I feel as though I need to do it. I like to do it. I, I like to be disciplined. I was tracking to within, you know, a gram of my goals, my targets with those macros. Um, but in saying that, I don't think it's necessary to track that, I guess, discipline. I, I think the most important thing is that you are consistently staying within your calorie goal, whether that be a deficit, whether it be surplus, whether it be maintenance, and you're consistently reaching your protein minimum, which is usually at least two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Now, outside of that, the ratio of carbohydrates and fats, I think, is largely irrelevant. Um, you know, if you're having a big, big bump in carbohydrates out of the blue when you don't usually have that many carbs, then yes, your your weight may change a little bit in terms of water weight. Maybe you've bumped up your sodium, so you're going to be retaining a bit more water than usual or more glycogen in your body. But in terms of overall consistency, in terms of just long-term results, I don't think it's that important to be you know, tracking every single number to the exact T. For most people, tracking calorie intake and protein minimum and being very strict with those two is going to be more than enough. Obviously, making sure you're trying to get enough fiber, uh, sticking to majority of your foods and, and you know, liquids coming from nutrient-dense um, products if possible uh, and just allowing that 10 20% left over for more enjoyable or I guess, you know, if you, if you wish processed, Foods, I guess, or whatever it may be, a glass of wine with dinner, some chocolate or dessert before bed. Um, but in terms of seeing results, that's what I think is necessary. That's what works for me. That's what's worked for my clients. And it's not as stressful. You only need to be tracking a couple of things. It allows you way more flexibility with what you're eating because you're not, you know, your carbs and fats ratio may be different from day to day, but the results are still going to be there, which is obviously what we want. Uh, question number four is what to expect in a gaining phase Um, and this is I guess for somebody who's purposely eating in a calorie surplus you know it's hard to get your head around but what you need to expect is that one the best thing is that you're going to get stronger you're going to start to lift more weight Um, so your training performance is going to improve the next thing is that you will most likely put on a little bit of body fat but that is okay do not be stressed out about that. It's very easy to lose as long as you're not putting it on at a fast rate, which we've already discussed, um, and you're getting stronger, then that's okay. What you can expect, though, is that it's, it's a lot harder, I find, to stay motivated to stick to your nutrition and stick to your training even in a surplus because you're not visually, I guess, most of the time, seeing the results week in, week out, like you do in a fat loss phase where you're noticing, you know, your abs are starting to come out a little bit, your arms are looking a bit better, you're getting more vascularity or you're just looking leaner. 
when you're in a surplus, it's a lot harder to stay motivated, I find. But you need to keep in mind that being in a surplus is probably the most important aspect of your training uh, and building up your metabolism because, you know, one, you are building up your metabolism, but two, you're also progressing the most in terms of lean muscle tissue growth in that phase. So you don't want to be taking that shit seriously. Um, what else to expect in a gaining phase? Um, you will... You can actually get away with with training a little bit less. I guess your volume can be a little bit lower. Um, what you can also expect is that you're going to save a fuckload of money on supplements because there's not really that many that you need or, or really should be using. Maybe a whey protein to help reach your protein intake, multivitamin and magnesium. Um, you know, vitamin in the morning, magnesium before bed, and maybe a uh, a creatine monohydrate if you're trying to build muscle mass. Just having five grams every day. Um, regardless whether you're training or not. And this can stay in a fat loss phase as well. Um, other than that, guys, in the gaining phase, I guess you just need to get your head around the fact that it's not fat loss. You can't be training, hoping to lose fat or, or you know, fucking doing all this training and cardio because you want to get leaner at the same time eating a calorie surplus to try and put on weight and build muscle mass. You need to focus on one or the other. So, you know, put on that muscle mass, build that size up um, and just keep the fat gain to a minimum. And then go into your calorie deficit. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Just yawn. Go into a calorie deficit, uh, and then focus on your fat loss phase um, after that. And and that's I guess what to expect in a gaining phase. Um, but I guess the hardest part to get your head around is that yes, you will put on a little bit of body fat. Do not be scared of it. Get used to it because it's going to help you train better, and that's going to make you feel pretty fucking good. Now, last question of this podcast um, and of this, I guess, Q&A with these five questions I had here is three reasons why you are not losing fat. People, this person wanted to know three reasons why you're not losing fat. Um, I guess for me, the most obvious thing is that you are not in a calorie deficit. Um, that's probably the first reason a lot of people think they are. Like I said, if you're in that reoccurring vicious cycle of eating well and then binge eating, then you're probably not even in a deficit. Um, for those that are tracking their macros and are consistent, still not seeing fat loss, then yeah, you may not be in a deficit. You may think that you are or you know, a calculator may have said that's how much you need to eat, but you just may not be. So you need to make a slight reduction. Um, the second reason why you may not be losing fat is that you are impatient. You are not giving it enough time this shit doesn't happen overnight and you don't want it to. You want this to take a little bit of time. The slower the better. The results are going to be far greater. They're going to last longer. You're going to enjoy that process. You're going to enjoy the journey. And the results are going to be so much more sweeter when they come about because you've actually taken the time and put in the effort and and worked hard for your results. Um, I think that's just a very satisfying feeling. And you know, all good things take time. Um, so, so that's probably number two. The third one is that you're, you're training shit. Okay. You're probably doing too much cardio. You're probably not, you know, stimulating the muscles enough per week in terms of strength training or resistance training. I think everybody should be aiming to target each muscle group twice per week. Uh, you know, you can do that on a three day split. You can do that on a four day split, five, six. I wouldn't recommend doing seven days per week. And I think everybody can, uh, Oh, I've done it again. Sorry, guys. I'm actually recording this um, quite late at night, but I wouldn't go two days a week and I also wouldn't go seven days. Um, I try and go for a minimum of three, maximum of six days per week. 
stimulating each muscle group twice per week using cardio conditioning, whether it be hit, steady state, whatever it is, uh, as a tool to increase your energy expenditure to put yourself in a negative energy balance. So, you know, you may be eating in a slight calorie deficit, fat loss stalls. What can you do? You can either reduce your carbohydrate, carbohydrates, you can either reduce your calorie intake slightly, or you can increase your energy expenditure. Now, this may, may mean more sets in the gym, another day in the gym, just more volume overall, or it may mean adding in some cardio, which is going to help bump that up. So, I guess three reasons why you're probably not losing fat is one, you're not even in a calorie deficit. Regardless of what nutritional approach you fucking follow, whether it is tracking your macros normally, which is moderate, you know, just eating everything in moderation, whether that's uh, intermittent fasting, whether that's paleo, whether that's vegetarian, vegan, fucking any any possible diet, it does not matter. It does. Uh, if you guys take something out of this podcast today, this is probably one of the best things you can take out of it, is that it does not matter what nutritional approach you follow. If you are not in a calorie deficit, you will not lose body fat. I don't give a shit if you had six meals a day of broccoli, chicken breast, and brown rice. If you're in a calorie surplus, guess what? You're not losing body fat, okay? Um, so that's that's the, uh, the first reason. The second reason there is that you're impatient. You're not giving enough time. And then the third reason is that your training is not up to the right standard. We need to improve our training standards as I mentioned in this at the start of the podcast, in, in regards to improving your own standards, maybe one of those standards is you know those standards you want to work on for this year is to improve your training of your training quality and the effort you're putting in the gym, which is then going to to result in better results in the gym, uh, which is what we we obviously all want. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you've taken some value. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy, like I really enjoy recording these. So anything in particular you'd love to hear or a specific guest you'd like to hear from, please do let me know. Screenshot today's episode and post it up on your Instagram story and tag me. I'd love to get some feedback on today's show. Let me know whether you've liked it, whether there's anything in here that's helped you. Um, and I look forward to chatting to you guys again in next week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you have not already.